I did have a minor miracle for you all this morning, not for me. But um, somehow I managed to set my alarm for 3.05 this morning. And I remember around, I don't know what time, I remember getting up. And I remember thinking, oh good, it's only 3 o'clock, I can go back to sleep. So I went back to sleep and didn't wake up at 5.30, which is what I was supposed to set my alarm for. And the fact that I even woke up at all, for you all, is a minor miracle. So that's your miracle, not mine. We're here today with masks, and I'm not sleeping in my bed. Um, Ellie's excited because she thinks we're going to talk about women, because that's what the gospel is about. It's all about women. And we could talk about women, and I recently saw the Barbie movie. We could try to weave that in there somehow. Don't recommend it, but it was, I'm still processing it, actually. But um, I will say that if you have your Magnificat, uh, Maria von Trapp, if you recognize that name um, from The Sound of Music, she wrote a beautiful reflection on today's gospel in the Magnificat on women. Um, but we're going to talk about the first reading a little bit because St. Augustine also reinforced it. St. Paul um, urges, teach and urge these things. Whoever teaches something different and does not agree with the sound teaching of Jesus Christ and the religious teachings you have received is conceited, understanding nothing. It's kind of harsh, but that's St. Paul. He knew there was a danger in the early Christian community of false teachings and confusing teachings. So whoever supposes religion to be a means of gain, he goes on to kind of criticize that as far as gain in this world. And a lot of people presuppose, presuppose two things. Either that if you love Jesus and you do everything right, then everything works well for you and you have lots of money and a great job and things go perfect. Some people think that religion is a means of gain, meaning a hoax that you gain from others, from their weakness and their naivete. Um, St. Paul clarifies, it is a means of gain if you learn your contentment, not in this world, but in God. For we brought nothing into this world, just as we shall be able to take nothing from this world. And I want to share with you, you, man of God, avoid all these things. Instead, you, that's all of us, baptized in Christ, pursue righteousness, devotion, faith, Love, patience, generosity, compete well for the faith, lay hold of eternal life. Focus on that. That's why the psalm was blessed of the poor in spirit. And I just want to read St. Paul, St. Augustine, rather, has been going the last several days in the breviary, kind of challenging the wrong, the, the, the broken shepherds, the shepherds who don't do what they're supposed to do, who don't teach what they're supposed to teach. And I'll summarize it, kind of skipping a few really good paragraphs to get to what I was struck by, and who's the shepherd? Who's the shepherd? It's the priest, it's the bishop, it's the parent, it's the godparent, the shepherd. What kind of shepherds are they who, fearing to hurt those they speak to, not only do not prepare them for temptations, but even promise them happiness in this world, which God did not promise to the world itself? He foretells toil upon toil that will come upon the world right to the end. That was Jesus' message. That is hard. Take up your cross, Jesus says. And do you wish the Christians to be exempt from these labors? Because one is a Christian, he's likely to suffer more rather than less in this world. For St. Paul says, all who wish to live piously in Christ will suffer persecution. Now, if you will, you shepherds seeking your own advantage, not that of Jesus Christ, let Paul say, all who wish to live piously in Christ will suffer persecution. And do you say, if you have lived piously in Christ, all good things will be yours in abundance. 
And if you have not children, you will take up and nurture all men, and not one will die on your account. Is this your way of building? Notice what you are doing. Where you are placing the soul. He is on sand, this man you are setting up. The rain will fall, the floods come, the wind will blow. They will beat upon the house of yours, and it will fall. And how great will be that devastation. Raise him up from the sand. Set him upon a rock. Let him whom you wish to be a Christian live in Christ. I know, it's not really a happy room. Sorry, Ellie. Okay. Live in Christ. Let him note the indignities and the sufferings of Christ. Let him observe the sinless Christ paying for what he had not stolen. How unfair life was to Christ. Let him attend to the words of Scripture telling us the Lord disciplines those he loves. Let him prepare himself for discipline or else not seek to be accepted. So St. Augustine goes on really challenging shepherds, but it applies to all of us. We do live in a world that gets very confused, whether it's the prosperity gospel, which says, well, if you love God and you do all things right, then only good things will happen to you, which is not our faith. Or, I know she's so excited, or the liberal theology says, well, let's not teach the hard stuff. Let's kind of filter the gospel and the messages of the church, the teachings of the church to weed out the hard stuff because it's just too hard. Let's let people live the easy gospel. And St. Augustine says you can't do that. You can't set people up on sand. You let set them up for destruction. You teach them the teachings of Jesus Christ, some of which were very challenging. And he himself lived them first. And if we are going to follow Jesus, we follow Jesus crucified. And we are challenged every day, take up your cross and follow me. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.